So Pamela Windle, thank you very much for sparing time this afternoon to come on the show, Perfect Health on Elastic FM with Elaine Godley. You're so welcome. Thank you for the invitation. So um, you're a women's health coach specialising in hormones. So tell me, tell me what that means in English. Yeah, so I'm a woman's, I'm a woman's health coach, um, which is something quite new, relatively new in the UK. Um, but basically I coach women back to health, so to optimal health, because, you know, our health has a massive impact on, on everything. So all aspects of health, whether it be hormones, which is something that I specialise in, but along with that, you know, energy levels can come into play. So can um, adrenal health, gut health, mood, anxiety and depression, cardiovascular health, you know, all those things related to female health. Um, that's kind of area that I specialise in. Okay, so quite a wide, wide area of uh, every part of our body. So, so how did you get into this, Pamela? Yeah, so my background is health fitness. So I've been a personal trainer for years, like early noughties. Um, and then I moved into sort of psychology. I got a degree in psychology and sports science. And I started working with dependent drinkers within the, the NHS. I kind of moved away from sort of fitness industry into healthcare. And... Um, it was 2014, my, my father passed away and my eldest sister started having these hot sweats. Um, and so I kind of, my interest grew around her. She's five years older than me. So at the time I was thinking, well, if you're five years older than me, then it's, it's going to be around the corner, you know, in terms of perimenopause and all the negative stories I heard about the menopause, you know, I was fearful about. And um, so my interest started then um, and I took a few qualifications on one of them. One of them was called a third aid woman qualification, um, which was online. And I learned about hormones and the fluctuations of the hormones and, you know, what to expect in the perimenopausal years, but also what you can do most importantly to mitigate the symptoms and some of the symptoms that women have can be contributed to other things, other systems in the body that aren't working optimally. Um, so that was a real surprise. Um, and then I then did another qualification with Dr. Jessica Drummond, who is one of the first functional nutrition practitioners in the world, actually. Um, and it was on her course that she offered us all a 30-minute consultation and at the time I'd been um, diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome even though I don't I'm one of these people that don't accept labels um, and my background is a health and fitness um, professional you know I've always been really conscious of what I ate and moved you know and the importance of health so for someone like me to suddenly develop chronic fatigue was a big thing um, so she offered me the 30 minute consultation and I took it because I knew that there's something that I wasn't, I didn't know how to help heal my body. There was something missing. I was doing all the right things and I was eating good food. I was sleeping, getting daylight, uh, resting. And, um, it was during the call. She was so, so 
I know she's listened and heard me and understood what I was saying and I didn't feel like I was making it up the symptoms up that I was feeling you know um and so I then became her client as well as being part of her online training program and we did some diagnostic tests which I currently now do in my own practice and we got to the root cause and that was 20 2016 and and now you know I've recovered I'm not fully recovered but I am so much better than I was I would say back in 2014 when it originally started the fatigue or it actually started in 2012 but it took a while for it to really kind of take hold um I would say that by by 2016 my energy levels and scale of one to ten, ten being you know, really active and living the life that you want to live and nothing restricting you. I would say I was probably performing on about four. I was at home a lot, indoors a lot, on the sofa a lot, you know, not socialising, not seeing friends. I'd lost my job because of it. Um so it really transformed my life in a you know profound way really. And um and now I would say I'm probably a six or a seven, maybe sometimes even an eight. So things have really, really, really changed in two years. And two years might feel sound like a long time, but and it is, but it takes a long time to be unwell, doesn't it? As well, you it know. Does. Yeah, it's it's amazing how many people expect to press a button, take a tablet, and be well overnight. Well, you know, a lot lot of people don't start to become ill till their forties, fifties, sixties. And then, you know, I just say to them, well, you know, it's taken you 50 years to get into this state. It's not going to it's not going to happen overnight that you're going to become well. But if we can get you feeling you know, a bit better and more upbeat and so on, you know, that's every, every journey starts with the first step, doesn't it? So you said that um, you had lots of uh, different tests. So what were the what were the tests that you had? So um, when I go back to so in terms of diagnosing that I'd got chronic fatigue, I mean, there is no diagnosis. You just have to have the symptoms for six months continuously. Um, and the support I had from my GP was a clinic over in Nottingham, but I didn't actually, I think, I didn't actually go along to the clinic because um, I just found it wouldn't be helpful for me because I'm trained as a hypnotherapist and it was, you know, we're talking about CBT and I, I've already got my own skills I practice every day and it wasn't that there was anything wrong with me psychologically, it was a physical thing um, and then actually one GP offered me antidepressants and I remember saying oh, to her, ouch. yeah, Mm. I remember saying to her, look, but I'm not depressed. And she said, yes, but it will make you feel so much better. And I said, well, I'm not depressed. And she looked at me to say, well, I'm not going to help you. That's the impression that I got mm. from her anyway. Um, so, yes, yeah, so in terms of what I got from my GP, it was a, a referral to a clinic that I didn't actually go to. So the tests that I did with Jessica we looked at my hormones, so the Dutch test, which is a dry urine test, and it's a 24-hour test. And what we were looking for to see whether it was a hormonal problem, whether it was my adrenal glands. So the, the Dutch test looks at your sex hormones, you know, to test testosterone, progesterone, estrogen, how your body's metabolizing those, or are you at any risk of developing any estrogen-dominant cancers? We can literally 
see any risk factors there as well. Um, and then your adrenal health, it looks at how you metabolize cortisol and what's available to you. So for somebody that has chronic fatigue, traditional chronic fatigue, um, you might see on the test that they don't have enough cortisol. So they struggle to get out of bed in the morning. You know, they just literally struggling throughout the day. Well, my patterns didn't look like that. It looked pretty normal. In fact, it was pretty high midday. There was a real spike in my cortisol levels in the middle of the day, which didn't fall in line with a typical chronic fatigue person. Um, so it was clearly, and my adrenal glands were actually quite robust. So it wasn't that. So we did the organic acid test, which is another test that I run, that looks at neurotransmitters, looks at immune health, but of gut health. Um, looks a bit about immunity health as well and it came back that um, I was sort of lacking in sort of B vitamins, um, glutathione which is the mother of all antioxidants. Um, I was lacking in that, I was deficient in that. Um, I'd also got excess amounts of oxalate as well so even though I was, eat, I was eating quite a lot of plant-based foods, but actually for me, they were causing toxicity within my body because now I know at the time I didn't, but I didn't have enough hydrochloric acid. So we need hydrochloric acid in our, in our gut to be able to break down plant foods well for us to take on the nutrients, well, not just plant foods, but also any type of protein. And, and I think perhaps because I've been laid down for such a long time, you know, at this point I've been laid, I've been laying down for two years. Um, yeah, you know, I, you, you, you need, you need energy to make stomach acid and because I wasn't using my muscles, I'd lost a lot of muscle tone as well in that time you know basically my body was slowing down and so the plant-based foods were causing toxicity in my body so that was really interesting which then linked to my cortisol spiking in the middle of the day and it was because of the lovely plant-based foods i was eating but i just wasn't able to break it down properly um so that was interesting so we set about targeting using targeted supplements based on that test um, and then we also looked at did a, a GI map test so we had a look at that as well and see whether there was any sort of pathogens or any foreign bodies in my system or potentially was causing harm as well um, and it also looks at your immune system seeing so, you know, there's any immune responses going on as well and that came back pretty okay really there wasn't any sort of red flashing lights so I worked with um, Jessica for probably about three or four months and we added some targeted supplements in and there wasn't a real difference really. Brain fog had gone because I was struggling with brain fog and I couldn't recall words. Um, I was feeling slightly better because we then reduced the toxicity. So I went on a low oxalate diet, which was quite challenging in itself. 
um, you know, all the things that we say are good for us, like spinach and green tea and nuts and seeds. I actually literally overnight stop eating those and eat foods that will, their oxidant levels are slightly lower. And then add hydrochloric acid um, in supplement form and digestive enzymes and, oh, goodness me. I mean, I think at one point I was on about 10, 10 different types of supplements. Um, so that there was some change, but not significant to see the amount of work that I was putting in. And so I think about six months later, we decided to run another test, which was... Um, a blood, a blood test and we were looking for any infections or um, yes, anything basically blood related and we looked at um, Epstein-Barr virus mm -hmm. and so it was confirmed that my um, antibodies were high so it looked as if the, the reason for the fatigue was the Epstein-Barr virus, actually, which was quite significant because in 2012, it was after having a flu virus that I became unwell, um, but it just lasted, it took a long while up until 2013-14 that, you know, I was literally laid up for a long, long, long period of time. So that, that was really interesting. So then we set about targeting working with reducing the antibodies so my body didn't no longer think that I actually had flu and that I needed to recuperate. Um, and we did we did um, like a fasting diet and I remember Jessica saying to me, oh you know, after day, I think it was like day 13 after the fasting diet, um, a protocol that we did, you know, you will feel significantly different. And I remember the day before, it was summer, and I was sat in the garden, and I was petrified. I was absolutely petrified, thinking, oh, my God, what, what if tomorrow I wake up and I feel better? And I was, I was scared of, because I didn't know who I was. I'd forgotten who Pamela was pre-illness. And... And I just thought, how scary is that? Who, who am I now after being ill for so long? Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's quite an interesting thing to think that you would be scared when that's all you want to do is be better. But actually it was. And I was better. So the Epstein-Barr virus, has that actually gone now? Have you been tested and, and that's gone? I haven't retested, I haven't retested, um, and I will retest. The only reason I haven't retested because these tests are very expensive. Um, you know, I had four, and one on its own, you know, is a couple of hundred pounds, but I had four different types of tests, plus I paid for the supplements, and I paid for Jessica's expertise. Um, I would do it all over again, but, you know, I is something that I will retest but just not yet so I don't know whether it's gone or not but in terms of my energy levels there is a vast difference definitely I also do do and did um, CBD oil as well uh, along with all that as well so there's definitely a, a change excellent that's really good you mentioned the Dutch test which is um uh, for the hormones and estrogen and so on. So is it a blood test or um, 
uh, is that the one you said was a dry urine test yeah so yeah the, the dutch test is dry urine um test it's 24-hour test um and it's it's suitable for every woman whether you are post-menopause and you don't have a menstrual cycle anymore it's a woman who's perimenopause and her cycles all over the place you know and even for younger women you know my daughters had the test you know, younger clients that come to see me have the test when things aren't right and when your gp do your tests results if you're younger than 45 because they won't do them for a woman that's over 45 so does a does a gp will a gp do a dutch test no 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 gps don't don't know it they don't do it um in my opinion it should be available for every woman because it the results are so comprehensive it's it's about finding the root cause and getting the treatment that you need a prescribed treatment for you individually I and mean, it's personal personal yes so so what do you do we on a we on a piece of paper or something on a bit of litmus paper how, how does it physically work yeah. so you have five you have up to five um test papers and you be on it throughout the day so you can take up to five samples so but ideally you want four you'd say Take one at tea time, so on about five before a meal, your evening meal, and then you take one just before bed. And then if you wake up in the middle of the night, then you you take one. So hopefully everyone's sleeping through the night. Um, one in the morning upon waking, and then one the two hours later. Okay. Once they're all dry for 24 hours, so the very last one has to be dry for 24 hours, you package them all up, you get everything you need from the labs, the lab that I use called Regenerous in London, and then you post it, um, recorded delivery, back 24 hours later, before midday, before one o'clock, back to the labs in London, and then it gets shipped to America. Um, and then the results take about three weeks to come back to me to interpret, and then when we get the results, that is, that is where we then say, right, okay, we need to support your adrenals or we need to support your, you know, your neurotransmitters or we need to support your um, liver health or your gut health. So it's really, really um, informative. It's such a good test. Sounds fantastic. And the, the um, organic acid test, how, how does that actually take place? Is that another wee, wee thing or uh, yeah. blood prick? Yeah, it's another urine test. It's just one sample, though, that you do in the morning. Okay. Yeah. And the GI map, the stool test, presumably it's what it says. You, yeah. You pop it in a little container and then that goes off to a lab as well. Yeah, the labs are in London. Right. So the um, organic acid test, that, the labs are in the, in the States, same with the Dutch test. And the... Um, GI map is in the UK, so that comes up back a little bit quicker. Okay, is it the same laboratory that does all the all these uh, tests, or do you go to different places? Is it because it, it seems a bit of a minefield? This you can have a bit of something here and a bit of something there. Yeah, so I use the same labs basically. Yeah, and, okay. and they do all the the other things on the other side. Right. Okay. Brilliant. So, um, so you were a fitness instructor originally, and then you trained in nutrition and. Um, 
all these these other fancy things so what's what what's, does the future hold you you've mentioned that you're about seven or eight out of ten at the moment so you've got a little way to go what's what's next in line for pamela what for me personally um well it's you know our health is it's a continuum isn't it our health is and so for me I'm I'm just approaching the perimenopausal years. So the perimenopause for me is, I think, comes in two phases. It's from 35 to say, well, I'm, I'm 52 now. But um, so when things, there's some change going on in a woman's body, but nothing significant. So you're having a, you're having a period every month, but maybe cycles change from a 28 day to a 26 day. Um, maybe you just get a bit more fatigue at the day you start your period. Nothing major, nothing that's concerning. But then you get to the next phase of perimenopause when your menstrual cycle instead of being 28 days it's gone to a 40 day instead and your periods may get a bit lighter or a bit heavier so i'm i'm in the i've just started the second stage of perimenopause and so for me i find it quite empowering actually um knowing exactly who i am knowing what's going on with my hormones i know i know when if I'm ovulating or not. Um, March was the first time I missed a period um, on my 52nd birthday, funny enough. And I was like, just how does the body know this? But um, yeah, really interesting. So for me, I'm really empowered in knowing that. And I think because I've worked on my body systems, I've worked on my gut health, I've worked on neurotransmitters, I've worked on my liver health, you know, for me it's it's i think the work that i've done to get better from chronic fatigue has put me in a good position in terms of transitioning to the perimenopause years because those years can be chaotic but when you've got other systems in the body that aren't functioning optimal that's when we see disaster that's when we see women really really struggling with insomnia heavy bleeding mood swings you know hair loss you know the real significant symptoms that a lot of women struggle with so for me it's it's continuing looking after my health i really want to get even further and get better and have more energy and fully recover and you know perhaps exercise or don't exercise in the way that I used to and so muscle loss is something that really concerns me moving forward and it's something that I'd like to regain I do go out for walks now I can walk uphill and I can walk at a much faster pace than I used to so it is getting better at that improving my gut health my gut health isn't perfect at all but it's far better than it was and it's 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 like i said it's a continuum have to look after ourselves absolutely and it's up to us to take responsibility isn't it not not subcontract it to a doctor or reading a book and think we know everything and uh, also following our intuition i think is really important with with our health because some our body knows our body tells us what's what and if we don't know our body then that's where things go wrong because we we take things um that's other other people's reality rather than our own reality so um 
just before we finish i want to ask you about hrt what's your view on hrt for people going through or women not people <laughs> women going <laughs> going through the menopause um so I'm, I'm hearing less and less about hrt um but there are still women that are, i know here in nottingham that have been put on hrt recently what's your view on that yeah it's really difficult i mean this is just my personal opinion but i think particularly when i've run the dutch test and i see the results of women on the dutch test i see it on paper so they come to see me personally and they're just not sleeping you know they just feel completely drained they've got nothing left um and they want to feel better yesterday not tomorrow yes. <laughs> not two years down the line they want to feel better now and hrt might be the answer or bioidentical hormones might be the answer for that woman however given what i can see on the dutch tests i really 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 believe it's irresponsible of any gp any doctor to prescribe hrt or bioidentical hormones if it's estrogen to any woman without knowing how her body is metabolizing estrogen because we don't know what is going on internally you've got genetics that's one thing but we don't know how her body is using estrogen is that estrogen recirculating in her bloodstream and potentially causing cancer some type of eastern cancer so i think some women might need to go on hrt if they are so depleted however the number one reason why women do go on hrt is because of hot sweats now if that's the reason why you're going on hrt getting rid of hot sweats is so easy it's it's a little life changes you know simple things that you can do that you do not go have to go on hrt for for reducing um hot sweats now she's feeling you know completely drained and she's you know perhaps struggling with um dryness you know that kind of thing then yeah you, there's nothing that you can do to reclaim um, those hormones so i think some women might need it but i think it should be about much careful carefully than it is done okay um i thought you might say that <laughs> um you mentioned uh, hot sweats and it's easy mm -hmm. you can't you can't make that statement and not give us at least one tip on what what women can do to uh, to avoid the hot sweats yeah so there's two there's two things so our brain hypothalamus in the brain regulates our body temperature okay but it's also connected to our ovaries and our adrenal glands and our stress response so during the perimenopausal years when you know she's ovulating one month she's not next month that is physical stress to the person the woman if she's postmenopause and she's still having those hot sweats then we have to go back and look at the root cause what is it so what's causing the stressor our liver so our liver detoxifies estrogen so hot sweats generally is 
is basically too much estrogen in the body okay and so our liver metabolizes and gets rid of estrogen so okay what is she eating how much alcohol is she drinking and this is why hrt if she's drinking alcohol then i don't think she should prescribe hrt at all because it slows down your body's way of getting rid of estrogen so you know is she having leafy green vegetables foods that help the liver to detoxify what's her bowel movement like does she struggle with constipation is a thyroid health optimal because that will slow down that transition you know is she backing up so if she's not getting rid of waste every day well what happens is estrogen goes back into the bloodstream and causes havoc okay so one you need to look after your liver health you know reduce those toxins, chemicals that we, we um, put on our body every day, makeup, cosmetics, you know, even down to detergents, cleaning products that we use all the time. Um, and then, you know, what foods are you eating? Are you having foods that really help to clear estrogen from the liver? Broccoli sprouts, broccoli, um, what else is there? All, all the green leafy vegetables actually really, really help as well. And then we have to look at your digestive system. Are you struggling with constipation or diarrhea? You know, because that means you're not metabolizing anything if you've got diarrhea. And what's the fiber like? Because we need fiber in the large intestines to get um estrogen out to get you know to get rid of waste and what's your beneficial bacteria health like as well so all those things will help the body do that well and then we can't forget the brain the conversations we have with ourselves the relationships you keep with yourself with other people um you know daily stress management tools all of that will really help you know meditating getting out in nature and i think a lot of women are disconnected that actually that thing you say to yourself or that conversation you have with, with that person that has an impact on your hormones that will cause hot sweats there is it's everything there isn't just one thing and there isn't just one system that we need to to work on there's at least three i've just mentioned there liver gut and your brain as well so thank you that's uh, that's a very quick sort of educational whiz around the body for for women so it, as you say everything is joined up isn't it um that, that you can't really treat uh, bits of us in isolation without having the whole picture so hence your integrative women's health coaching so uh, thank you very much for that time that's absolutely brilliant thank you um you, we ask uh, guests to choose two songs and you've chosen Bass in the Place, London, uh, which is a dance track. So tell me why you've picked that. Yeah, it is a dance track. <laughs> and uh, um, so basically it goes back to my health and fitness days. So when I worked at David Lloyd, I used to teach class on Saturday morning. It was um, a step class and it was probably the busiest class at that time on a Saturday morning. And I'd, I'd have 35 women, well, some men, but majority were females mm -hmm. in my class. And I used to create a routine. At the end of the class, once everybody had learned the routine, I used to put that song on. 
and everybody became mad. There was like an uproar in the class of everybody just going mad. They knew the routine, they just got lost in it and they were just so excited and just enjoying the movement. And the class would always overrun because they'd be going, let's just do it one more time, let's just do it one more time. Brilliant. I hear that song now, it just takes me back to that moment when I used to teach classes and it just, just brings joy to me, I just love it. Fantastic. Well, let's hope soon you'll be dancing to uh, Base in the Place London very soon. The other song um, you chose is Rise Up by Andrea Day. So, so why, why is that one on your list? Yeah, that one's on my list. And that is more about me and what I've gone through in the past sort of four years, really. And, and that hope of rising up and, and, and getting back to the person that I was or the new person that I am today. Um, so more of an inspiration, you know, that, well, we can't do it on our own when we're looking at health. We all need somebody to help us along the way. And so for me, it was Jessica Drummond. And she listened to me and heard me, held me in a safe space. And I just felt cared for and nurtured. So, yeah, that's, that song's about that for me. Marvellous. OK, well, Pamela Wundell from smarterchange.co.uk. Thank you very much for spending time with us and uh, teaching a little of uh, how we can help ourselves with our uh, change of life. Thank you, too. Thank you.